Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Colors. Just enter this nationwide keyword on our website. Money. That's money. Enter it now. Listen, and you'll know. First of all, if you haven't heard this yet, I love this. Rod Arquette on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Well, they they did it again. I, I can't believe. Maybe they're just so nervous anymore. They're panicking over everything. But they actually did it again. It's pretty amazing uh, when you look at it because you know you just realize they they are they they've got to be desperate. They are so desperate they may, may not be thinking straight. I mean, they just may not be thinking. Man, it really is shedding light as to what's going on in this world today and with the Democratic Party as they try and survive the uh, what could be a red wave in the midterm elections that more polls come out showing the races all around the country are really starting to tighten up, especially in Pennsylvania and in Georgia. Also, um, Carrie Lake appears to be stretching her lead as she runs for governor. Uh, No new polling on the uh, Mike Lee-Evan McMullen uh, race as of yet. Uh, I'm not sure. There'll be one or two come out before the uh, election two weeks from uh, Tuesday. Um, But it's just every, every story you see out there, you now have Democrats worried about what's going to happen on November 8th. Interesting to watch. How are you, everybody? Welcome to the Rod Arquette Show. Great to be with you on this Thursday afternoon. A lot to get to today. Yes, we'll talk about what happened in the U.K. We'll talk about um, why food prices are going up. And here in Utah, we'll talk with a state lawmaker who is going to talk about that. Now, yesterday, there was a, uh, a committee hearing. It was Legislative Interim Day yesterday up on Utah's Capitol Hill. And there was a, a, a hearing on a bill being proposed by Utah, Sen- or by Utah State Senator uh, Mike Kennedy. Really good guy Mike Kennedy is. This has to do with gender-affirming surgery here in the state of Utah. The committee voted out a proposed measure to ban it. And we will get into that with you in the 5 o'clock hour and talk about that later on. Steve Moore will join us. He'll have more thoughts on what happened in the U.K. today and what's going on in this country. Joe Biden actually today is on the campaign trail, if you can believe it or not. Uh, I believe he was or is still in Pennsylvania campaigning for John Fetterman in the race with uh, Dr. Oz. Um, Joe Biden has been out on the campaign very much, campaign trail very much in the uh, midterm elections, and there's a reason why. Nobody wants them. It's that easy. So we'll get into that as well. Great show today. As always, we invite you to be a part of the program. 888-570-8010, 888-570-8010, or on your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod. Now, um, if you were listening yesterday when uh, Greg was here for our, our Wigman Wednesday show, um, we started off the show by talking about something that Stacey Abrams had said in, her, in an interview earlier in the day. And her comment was basically, 
that uh, if you want to fix inflation, allow women to have abortions. That's what it came down to. That's what that's basically what she said. Now, you know, over the years, the argument has been, you know, we we need to protect women's reproductive rights. You know, we you know, the government cannot tell a woman what to do with her body, that they should have control over their body. That's been the argument all along. Well, here's Abrams yesterday appearing on MSNBC and basically said, look, you know, uh, children are expensive. And there's no doubt. What are the latest figures? What, $300,000 to raise a child from the moment they're born until they turn 18? Something like that. Could be higher, could be lower today with inflation. It could be much higher. But And she said, because children are expensive, women are considering their budget, and they cannot afford children. So they have to abort children. And if they could abort children, we would have a better economic situation in this country. That was basically the gist of her argument. And you're all going, now we see what they're really talking about, why they want abortion. With almost everything in this world, you have to follow the money. Okay? So we turn to today. And again, with an appearance on MSNBC, Democratic Representative James Clyburn of South Carolina again let the cat out of the bag when it comes to the Inflation Reduction Act and what the Democrats were expecting with inflation this year. All of us are concerned about these rising costs, and all of us knew this would be the case uh, when we put in place this recovery program. Anytime you put more money uh, into uh, the economy, uh, prices uh, tend to rise. (laughs) Anytime you put money into the economy the way the Democrats have done, and you talk to every economist out there, He's absolutely right. So here you go again. So Stacey Abrams gives us an idea as to why the Democrats are pushing for abortion so hard. It is economics. Now you have James Claiborne, who is admitting on MSNBC, we knew what was going to happen, you know, but we needed to do it. We needed to get ready for this. So we knew what was going to happen. Now, I want to take you back, and I think Mike Lee referred to this in his debate with uh, McMullen the other night. He brought up famed economist Milton Friedman. And I saw this bite. Someone tweeted this, this uh, soundbite out today, and I wanted to grab it and play it for you. But this is, this is Nobel-winning economist Milton Friedman talking about the cause of inflation. Inflation is made in Washington because only Washington can create money. And any other attribution of, to other groups of inflation is wrong. Consumers don't produce it. Producers don't produce it. Trade unions don't produce it. Foreign sheiks don't produce it. Oil imports don't produce it. What produces it is too much government spending and too much government creation of money and nothing else. And how many people out there have been saying that for how long now? You've got to stop the flow of federal money into the economy. The federal government continues to give us more money to go spend, and it has to stop. So Friedman was spot on, and Claiborne today. Now, I want you to remember this about Representative Jim Claiborne of South Carolina. Joe Biden would not be in the White House today if it were not for James Claiborne. Remember what happened to Biden in the early primaries back in 2020. He lost Iowa. He lost New Hampshire. And then they went. 
he needed to slow down Bernie Sanders because Bernie Sanders scared the daylights out of Democrats. They needed the establishment candidate who was Joe Biden. So Biden goes to Claiborne in South Carolina and basically pleads with him. You've got to get out the black vote for me. I have to win South Carolina. I've got to stop Bernie Sanders. And Clyburn delivered. And he got the vote for Biden. Biden won South Carolina and then, of course, went on to win the Democratic nomination and ultimately the president of the United States. So Clyburn is very important. But for him to admit today that every Democrat knew that this Inflation Reduction Act would, in fact, cause more inflation. And the American Rescue Plan, even before that, would cause more inflation. But he said we had to go through this to ward off even more dangerous things. Now, why don't you think about this? Joe Biden's economic plan. Will, will somebody please stop Joe Biden and his plan on energy? It is killing the American people. What is the point of all of this? Pain. Now, I've been very fortunate throughout my life to be fairly healthy, okay? But I know there are a lot of people out there each and every day who suffer from pain. What this administration is trying to do is to inflict as much pain on you and your family through increased energy costs, and increased energy costs leads to increases in everything, and that you get to the point of pain that you will start saying, we've got to do something about this. I'm going to buy an electric car. I'm going to put solar panels on my home. I'm going to do everything the oppressive, the progressive Democrats are telling me to do because I can't stand the pain of energy cost anymore. That's what it comes down to. That's the scheme. The scheme is to inflict as much pain on the American people, each and every one of you out there, so that you will begin the transition to green energy. That's exactly what they want to do. So when Jim Clyburn, Stacey Abrams says, you know, inflation could be solved if we had abortion. It's all about inflicting pain on you, the American public. And if they can inflict enough pain on you, sooner or later, you will give up and start doing what they want you to do. That is scary. All right, more coming up on the Rod Arquette Show and Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know, all right, you know, Sterling's been talking about a storm coming in this weekend. We'll get some rain. We may even get a little bit of snow in the higher elevations. And with winter weather right around the corner, Burt Brothers knows that the right tires on your vehicle really can make all the difference. Now through November 9th, which, what, a couple of weeks away, and only at Burt Brothers, they invite you to get a grip on winter with up to $70 back by mail on a Visa prepaid card when you buy four Bridgestone Blizzak tires or if the, the purchase of four Firestone Winter Force tires. Plus, get an additional $30 reward when you use your Burt Brothers credit card. Shop BurtBrothers.com or any of their 15 convenient locations. Burt Brothers Complete Auto Care and Winter Tires Done Better. Check them out today. Again, go to BurtBrothers.com or visit one of their 15 convenient locations. Burt Brothers Complete Auto Care. You want in Utah? Find your truck and get approved today at Low Book Truck Depot in Linden or TruckDepot.com. TruckDepot.com.
Laron Arquecho with you on this uh, Thursday afternoon. Beautiful day on the outside, isn't it? Hope you can enjoy it. Looks like we've got some uh, a change in the weather coming our way this weekend. And hopefully every storm we get is loaded with water and snow <laughs> because we so desperately need it. All right, uh, big news of the day. Saw this early this morning. Caught a lot of people by surprise. The resignation of Liz Truss as the Prime Minister of the UK. She's only been in office 44 days. But uh, the British economy, as well as other economies in Europe, are really suffering right now. Inflation's running at about 10%. You talk to Abby, everything in the UK is going up, up, and up. And people are trying to deal with this. She had come up with a plan that was very popular, and it led to her resignation as Prime Minister today. Now, over the years, you know, the Brits have always liked to talk about the National Health Service that they have. It's socialized medicine. But all of a sudden, what is that doing to the nation's economy? Joining us on our Newsmaker Line to talk about it is our good friend Sally Pipes. She is president and CEO of Pacific Research Institute. Sally, how are you? Welcome back to the Rod Arquette Show. Well, thank you so much for having me back. Great to be on. Uh, Sally, let's talk about the National Health Service there in the U.K. I've heard from a lot of people over the years say it is absolutely fantastic. You, by the sounds of it, have a different story. Well, well, exactly. The um, NHS came into being uh, 74 years ago, so it's been around a long time. And, of course, a lot of people in the U.K. don't know anything but the National Health Service. But it's interesting. Uh, one of the key things, when the NHS was set up, they allowed private health care to run parallel to the government program. And today, because there are over 6.8 million Brits on a waiting list to get treatment, now we find that um, about 11% and growing number of Brits are moving to private coverage because of these long waits. Whereas in Canada, where I'm from, uh, there is no private health care allowed. So the government is the sole provider for anything considered medically necessary. And this is the very model that Bernie Sanders, Pramila Jayapal, uh, AOC want for America. There would be no, uh, no, com- no competition from the private sector at all. Sally, how does it work in the UK right now? Do you have to pay a fee? How does it work? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Well, the thing is that it, just like in Canada, everyone is entitled. You just sign up for the National Health Service, and you think it's free because you don't pay you know, money up front. But, of course, you pay huge amounts of money um, in taxes. But if you, you know, if you find out that you're, um, that only 61% of patients start their treatment within 18 weeks of a referral, and more than 377,000 Brits have been waiting over a year for treatment, and more than 2,800 have been, wait, have been waiting over two years. So when government controls the amount of money that's being spent um, on health care, this is when you get long waits for care. As I mentioned, 6.8 million are waiting, and this number is way up. 
um, you know, during and, and after the pandemic, because a lot of people, you know, were afraid to go to the doctor, they didn't want to go out, or there weren't enough doctors because there is a doctor shortage in the UK. So, you know, government determines what percentage of GDP um, is going to be spent on healthcare. And, you know, in the UK right now, they're spending about £190 billion a year, which is significantly um, up from the £125 uh, billion pounds of, of, you know, of, um, of uh, 20, uh, 20, mm-hmm. uh, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's really, they've been putting more money into it, but, you know, the docs are paid by the government, by the, the National Health Service, and they, a lot of, you know, the best and brightest people don't go into medicine in the UK because, you know, you're a civil servant. If you're part of the private sector, of course, uh, you're paid a lot more, and a lot of the best now in the UK are in the private sector, and we're seeing, as I say, a lot more Brits using private, using their private coverage to get timely treatment for things like cancer, heart, stroke, all of these things where you don't want to be on, you know, a waiting list for, you know, two years or four months, um, you know, when you think you have something seriously wrong with you. Has the cost gone up? Um, why has the cost gone up, first of all, Sally? Is it because the age of the population, the population of the U.K. is getting older and they need more health care? Is it because of the flow of immigrants coming into the U.K.? Why has the cost gone up so much? Well, I mean, the cost of, of, of running anything, whether you're running a hospital, you're providing um, materials for hospitals, medical equipment, CT scans, MRIs, all of these things have gone up in recent years. And, of course, we have more, more wonderful treatments and, and um, equipment than we, we did years ago. But the cost of that is going up. And then, of course, the unions pay, play a role because the nurses in the U.K. are unionized, so they negotiate you know, um, contracts that pay them more. And then, of course, you have to pay, um, they're having to pay doctors more because so many docs have, have quit medicine because they're burned out. Um, they don't like the fact that they can't get the t- timely treatment for their patients. So um, th- those are the reasons that cost significantly, as I say, to 190 billion pounds a year, a 52% increase over, over 10 years ago. You mentioned, Sally, that private health insurance is legal in the UK, but when you compare the cost of the two, don't you have private industry competing against the government sector, and which one is more expensive? Well, probably, um, you know, the the private sector uh, would be more expensive, but a lot of corporations now, you know, are providing as a as a as a perk to their employees um, the private coverage, and they, of course, are paying the premiums, just like in the U.S. Most you know, 166 million Americans have, you know, employer-based private coverage. And, you know, you may pay a bit in the premium, you may pay a small copay, but basically it's called first-dollar coverage, and, mm-hmm. and you're not, you know, the employer is, is covering the cost of and paying uh, the plans for the premium, the premiums for the plans. You, uh, in your article where you write about this, uh, Sally, you tell this story about a man, I think it is Norwich, uh, who passed away because he, he had to wait or he couldn't find room in the hospital. Can you share that story? Do you recall that story? I do. And Norwich is, of course, up where um, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, now the Prince and Princess of Wales, you know, the, after they were married, that was sort of their their sort of home mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. northeast part of England. It's, you know, become more popular in recent years. But just a man died in August um, in the back of an ambulance there because he had to wait over six hours to be admitted to a hospital. The hospital couldn't find him a bed. And these stories aren't just in the UK. There are many of them. And there's so many um, in Canada as well, because there isn't enough room in the ER. There aren't enough hospitals. There aren't enough beds, because government is controlling the budget for these, these kinds of things. So these are, you know, um, things that are very common under a government-controlled system. And we've seen it 
you know, in the U.S. under under the VA system, the Veterans Administration in this country is a single-payer system, and we hear many similar stories of our vets not being able to get timely care, care is rationed, uh, something pervasive among governments. So it's so important that the American people realize that it sounds great to think health care is free and that everybody's going to have access. It's not the way it works. And in fact, in Canada, where Bernie Sanders is always touting the Canadian system, the Canadian health care system is free, everybody has access. And, he, and as they say, he says it's free. But in fact, the average Canadian family of four pays over $15,000 a year to be on a waiting list where the average waiting list last year was um, waiting time was 25.6 weeks, almost half a year. So this is, you know, the American people, my mom used to say, I hope you're not becoming an impatient American. <laughs> Americans are impatient. And, you know, they don't want to, they wouldn't want to put up with this. But once you get a government program in place, as my mentor Milton Friedman used to say, it's very, very difficult to get rid of these plans, even if they're not even if they're not yeah, working. Yeah, almost impossible, I think, anymore, Sally. Sally, it's always great chatting with you. Thank you, Sally. Thank you. Have a good weekend. All right, same to you. Sally Pipe, she is the president CEO of Pacific Research Institute, taking a look at socialized medicine. Nation.com. See the Smashing Pumpkins and Jane's Addiction in Seattle with iHeartRadio. Rod Arquette Show on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. All right, welcome back to the Rod Arquette Show on this Thursday afternoon. Uh, coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, we're going to have a conversation with you. The, a legislative interim committee yesterday advanced a proposal to ban gender-affirming surgery here in the state of Utah. Raises a lot of questions, and we'll talk about that and get your reaction to that coming up in the uh, in the five o'clock hour all right now we all like to eat man do i like to eat does anybody out there not like to eat i mean food is just good right but there is a real concern among the agriculture community here in the state of utah and i think really around the country as to the inflated prices of groceries and a lot of people are going wait a minute what's going on here why the cost of eggs i think up 38 percent almost every food item out there is expensive well, my next guest, he is a state representative, he wrote an article about that today in the Deseret News, talking about the real culprit behind the inflation in grocery prices. That is State Representative Mike Noller, Kohler, who is joining us on our Newsmaker line to talk about it. Mike, how are you? Welcome to the Rod Arkent Show. I'm great. Good afternoon. How are you? How bad is it out there for farmers and trying to find labor, Mike? Well, it's been a problem for many years, but uh, certainly COVID made it worse, and uh, brought a lot more focus onto it. Since then, it's continued as a, it dropped then, and since then it's continued to be a problem for most of our producers. Now, I represent dairy, but uh, fruit, other uh, sheep, all of them have the same issue, just trying to find enough to keep their production high, not waste food, and get their production done. You point out that there is a possibility that for the, that the U.S. could become a net importer of food. What a frightening thought that is. Well, it's a it's a thought that a lot of people don't even worry about because we've never been hungry. Yeah, we, yeah. we just have everything we want. Now, there's been some spare shelves in the last couple of years because of COVID, but indeed most of our lives, that uh, for anybody that's old enough to know, that's been pretty plentiful, and nobody really thinks about that part. 
Mike, you're right about the uh, Farm Workforce Modernization Act. What exactly is that, and how would that help farmers and and uh, uh, ranchers out? Well, it does a couple of things. First of all, there's an H-2A visa program that's been out there a long time. It's it's a seasonal program. It's worked pretty well, although it's getting to be more and more expensive to use and more complicated because of regulation. But it was mainly made to be used for sheep farmers and fruit uh, growers who could bring, and, and some irrigators who could bring uh, farm workers in for a short period of time, seven, mm-hmm. eight months or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the modernization point uh, upgrades that a little bit, but uh, what we've been pushing for is a year-round program. Dairy is not seasonal. Once we train somebody, it usually takes uh, a sizable time, a long time to train them. If you're taking care of uh, animals, maternity, if you're driving heavy equipment in the feeding, whatever it is, it takes training. And to have them for a short period of time is just not cost-effective. So we're pushing to have a program that will allow not only longer season year-round, but it will also use repeatability as long as they uh, obey the rules. Uh, So does it provide a legal status for them, Mike? It does provide legal status. How would that work? it, It provides a legal status for them to be here, and they can come and go as... Like most other visa programs, it's it's not intended for citizenship. It's simply a work status that they can come and go and do what they need to and and be uh, enjoy the area. I mean, they don't have to hide, and uh, we can have the workers we need. There are people out there in other countries who will come here, especially in Latin America, and Mexico, et cetera, who want to come here legally and do the things that uh, to to provide for their families and even send the money back, whatever. But they provide great workers, and that's what we're after. The H-2A program, which was passed back in 1986, is still around. What's wrong with it? Why does it not work today? It's, it works for those that it was made for. It's just that in dairy, we have never had a program. Seasonal does not work for us. In fact, dairy is blocked even in some of the – you can't milk cows if you're on a visa, H2, an H-2A visa. We just want it modified so that dairy can be part of the program and have it work for us. Is there support for it, Mike? Off and on there is. Last time the House passed it, uh, the Senate did not. Uh, it wasn't perfect. It's still got some tweaks we need to put in it. We're making another political effort to try and push through. Uh, certainly our senators could help that. Uh, and we have engaged with their staff to help uh, push this along. But the article was meant just to, to bring a little light onto the subject of local farmers and how much they need this type of labor and some things that might help them get that and help them be more successful. What is the argument against it? What are you hearing? Um, well, I guess any visa program that brings in labor uh, suggests that we're taking jobs that Americans ought to have. The visa program itself, H2A, requires that you have so many, uh, make so much of an effort to get labor from local, local markets, and if it can't be served, then you can use H2A. So in our opinion, it's covered. Um, but there are jobs uh, on farms that uh, will t- it's brought up all the time that Americans may not do. And uh, the workers that we have been able to get and that come in to do this are excellent. They do a great job taking care of our animals, uh, feeding them uh, with our equipment, whatever. We've just found it to be a great tool and something that's more consistent and cost-effective, if you will, over time because of the training part, not because they're in, we, we pay uh, really good wages, but it's just cost-effective if we can get somebody that's trained and keep them for a while. And you can't find American workers to do the jobs? In most cases, not, and since COVID, it's even worse. I mean, most industries are having a terrific difficulty trying to find enough workers, and uh, agriculture is no different. Okay, what about, uh, are there people who do want to do these jobs, and where do you find them? 
uh, if you're talking foreign, or are you yeah, talking... Yeah, no, uh, talking foreign. Foreign, usually most of our, uh, and I'm talking for the dairy industry, but I'm sure the other industries are the same. Um, once they create a relationship with some of these people, they have friends, relatives, and others that will come. And so if, once we have the legal avenue, I do not see it being a problem. We've had uh, uh, very good luck finding a a path for our group of uh, groups of people that will come in once they know they can do it legally and not have to hide. You, you mentioned you wrote this just to make uh, people aware of what's actually going on here. Is there any movement on this uh, this new measure that you're looking at? You're probably going to, of course, have to wait until after after the election, the midterms. But even after then, do you see any movement taking place on it? Oh, a little bit. There's been some discussion, but you are right. The election cycle has overcome it. Uh, nobody's willing to go into the margins and talk about something. V- visa programs and labor and foreign workers are a little bit of a... A, a sticky mm-hmm. topic yeah. to discuss, yeah. and uh, most people will avoid it during the election cycle. All right. Mike, as always, great chatting with you. Good luck, and thank you. Thank you. Talk All right. On our, on our Newsmaker Line, State Representative Mike Kohler. He is a uh, state representative, as I mentioned, also a dairy farmer, talking about the real cul- culprit, culprit behind the rising uh, food prices. It's farm labor. All right, more coming up on the Rod Arkent Show in Utah's Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know, well, we may get a touch of winter weather this weekend. And are you ready? It could be right around the corner, according to the forecast. And Burt Brothers knows that if your vehicle is equipped with the right kind of tires, well, it can really make all the difference in the world. Now, through November 9th, and it's only at Burt Brothers, you can get a grip on winter Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Brain fog. Insomnia. Moodiness. Achy joints. Weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. With up to $70 back by mail on a Visa prepaid card when you buy four Bridgestone Blizzak tires or four Firestone Winterforce tires. Now, you get an additional $30 reward when you use your Burt Brother credit card, shopburtbrothers.com, uh, or you can visit any of their 15 locations. They are great to work with. My wife and I, before we took a break, a couple of weeks ago, she needed to rotate the tires, get her oil changed. We took it into Burt Brothers, and almost before we got home, they called us back and said, oh, by the way, the car's ready. 
Their service is great, and it's that quick. Burt Brothers, complete auto care and winter tires done better. As a matter of fact, if you have to have something done to your vehicle, go online to schedule it. It makes it so much easier at BurtBrothers.com. A33ED, no fun. For a free consultation and trial treatment, a $650 value. Put the happy back in your relationship. Little money for nothing from Dire Straits. Bumper music here on the Rod Arquette Show and Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know. A couple of stories I want to share with you today. Well, we've got a few minutes before we head to the uh, top of the hour. Uh, Cannabis uniters, pot smokers, uh, may be a majority among young adults in the District of Columbia and several pot-friendly states. That's a trend that points to a potential future of uh, destigmatized marijuana use here in the United States. A a study has found that more than two-fifths of young men and young women nationwide now use cannabis at least on occasion, according to federal data. Now, a quotient that has risen steadily in the decade of uh, relentless legalization of marijuana in this country today. Much of the trend is driven by young women who have all but closed a decade-long gender gap in marijuana use. Now, the study found that cannabis users outnumber abstainers in Vermont where recreational marijuana use is fully legal. Young marijuana patrons are nearing majorities in Colorado, where cannabis has been legal now for a decade, and in the nation's capital, where the drug trades on uh, the nebulous gray market. They're also reaching majority status in Oregon, where recreational sales commenced five years ago. One woman said she's 24 years old. Uh, She said, it really helps me sleep. She withheld her name because the votes are not yet cast in Maryland, where they're about to make it uh, recreational use of of cannabis um, legal. She added, it's great for stress and anxiety. And my generation has huge anxiety problems, so it looks like, according to this study, they're turning more and more to marijuana. Uh, Another story. For those who have held off purchasing a used vehicle over the last two years, and the cost of those have just soared, um, there's some promising news. Auction giant Mannheim has found that wholesale used vehicle prices in the first 15 days of October recorded the most significant year-over-year decline of 10.4% since January of 2009. The um, one Wall Street uh, uh, trader said this. He said, uh, used car prices are down uh, 10% over the past year. That is the largest year-over-year decline in record with data going back to 2009. Adding, this was a leading indicator of higher inflation rate in 2020, and the recent downturn could be, could be, he cautioned, a leading indicator of lower inflation rates to come. But the prices for used vehicles, absolutely amazing. The uh, Mannheim Used Vehicle Vehicle Index, Value Index is what it's called, continues to slide through the fall, now down more than 15%. All six types of vehicles experienced year-over-year declines, according to the study. Luxury cars 
and SUV saw the most significant price drops in the first 15 days of this month. So maybe used car prices are finally come down. And how many years ago, and I'm trying to remember, was it the Air Force and the $600 toilet? Something like that. Remember that story years ago and all that money? Well, here you go. After news, I love this story today, by the way. It's my favorite story of the day. After news broke that San Francisco was planning on spending, you ready for this? $1.7 million for one public toilet in a town square in San Francisco. Some of the politicians planning a celebration all of a sudden canceled the event. No wonder. Assemblyman Matt Haney, who apparently had obtained funds from the state, was uh, planned to attend the toilet celebration yesterday alongside a state senator and a city supervisor. But the San Francisco Chronicle reported that the toilet was going to cost as much as a single-family home. And guess what? The man behind it canceled the the news conference. Um, One builder said, this is to build one public restroom at a cost of $1.7 million? What are they making it out of gold and fine Italian marble? It would be comical if it wasn't so tragically flawed. The uh, single toilet is to be built in 150 feet of space, projected to be completed by 2025. But a public toilet in the city of San Francisco, they were ready to spend $1.7 million on one public toilet. Wonder why price? There, there's so many lines there that you could use on this story, but but if I go there, I'll lose my license. Won't be able to broadcast anymore, so I'm not going to do it. But can you believe that? 1.7 million dollars on a public toilet to be built in San Francisco. All right. When we come back, very interesting legislation moved forward in a interim legislative committee yesterday. It recommended a proposal to ban treating youth gender dysphoria with surgery. Here in the state of Utah, we're going to talk about that. I'll give you more information on it and get your reaction to it coming up in hour number two of the Rod Arquette Show on this Thursday afternoon. If you want to participate, 888-570-8011. Just enter this nationwide keyword on our website. Win. That's win. Enter it now. Second hour of the Rod Arquette Show with you as you work your way home on this beautiful Thursday afternoon with Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know we are an iHeartRadio station. By the way, did you, do you know what today is? Today is Happy International Pronouns Day today. <laughs> Our governor here in the state of Utah is known as Governor Pronouns. Um, you know, um, I, I wasn't aware it is International Pronoun Day today until Twitter um, informed, you know, if you go on Twitter, you can see happy international pronoun day today. So if you want to be identified as, uh, uh, want to make sure you're properly identified today's the day to do it because it is happy international pronoun day today. Now that leads me right into what I want to talk with you about this hour. Um, the debate over, um, transgenderism and gender dysphoria here in the state of Utah and really around the country. Now, uh, yesterday on Dr. Phil, uh, and I, I don't watch that show anymore, but he, he's a guest occasionally with Sean on his show. Always has a very interesting show, some, you know, 
weird, 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 weird uh, issues and stories that he brings up. But apparently on the show yesterday, uh, a bit of a feud broke out uh, over race and gender ideology in the classroom. Parents and educators, they were on the show yesterday, uh, and the debate was over woke curriculum in schools, with both sides of the debate discussing the parental rights education law, which was signed into law by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. I want to let you hear a little bit of the discussion on this, and then we'll pick it up from there. Sex education standards right now for K-3 say that gender ideology, that those children need to know by third grade the, the, um, that you can be a boy or a girl, neither or both. That is very concerning to our moms and to parents. There is no reason that a kindergarten teacher needs to teach that to five-year-olds. That is something families should be discussing. The policies in the state of Florida, and this is, this is from her organization directly from when I was on the school board, they have put procedures and policies in place in the state of Florida that not only don't inform parents of these decisions being made about the safety of their children, they purposely deceive parents. This is very concerning to us, and this is one of the reasons that moms are so rallied behind this mission. They- we want to educate citizens who are going to go out and be flourishing and thrive in a, in a democracy that's multicultural. But the onus of that lies with the parents. They're in control of the care and custody of their children. And my question to you is, what makes you think you know better than a parent about what should happen to a child when they have a life determining decision about whether they're going to make a decision about gender or anything else. You have to call before you give them a Tylenol and you can't make a presumption that this child can't take this information home. That's Dr. Phil uh, uh, on his show yesterday here in Utah's Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you'll know.
Again, we're back on the air. My apologies for that. We had a uh, incident in our control room um, where we had to address, and there was nobody here to help, and we now have help on it, and hopefully we can get it taken care of here in just a minute. But my apologies for the dead air, and our concern, of course, is with a fellow employee, and we hope uh, we hope he is uh, he is okay, and we'll try and get that addressed as much as we uh, as we possibly can. Now, I want to go back to what we were saying uh, there. You know, Dr. Phil on his program, had this show about, uh, uh, you know, transgenderism and what's going on in our schools today. Um, there was a, uh, a study out from the uh, journal, it's JAMA, the Journal of American Pediatrics, I think. Uh, they conducted a study about the number uh, gender-affirming chest reconstruction surgeries on U.S. adolescents. This from 2016 to 2019. Now, the number supposedly rolled, are you ready for this? 389% during the last three years, and that's according to the Blaze. The Blaze analyzed the 1,130 chest reconstruction surgeries reported by the nationwide ambulatory surgery sample ranging from 12 to 17 years old. Of 98% of those surgeries were masculinizing mastectomies. Only 1.4% were feminizing or augmentation of the children who received the chest reconstruction surgery, 19.9% were also placed on hormone therapy. It's a pretty amazing number, if you can believe it or not. So now, and I bring this up because of uh, Matt Walsh, and I think many of you know who Matt Walsh is. Um, after insiders at Vanderbilt Medical, University Medical Center told the Daily Wire that they fear transgender surgeries on minors would eventually resume, Matt Walsh affirmed why states need to create laws to ban such practices. Walsh said during an interview with uh, Tucker last night on Fox News that places like Vanderbilt have become a hub for the sexual mutilation of children who recently stopped the procedures following the videotape uncovered by the Daily Wire. However, a recent report from three sources at the institution, said the moment the public relieves pressure, the liberal-led university would continue that. Now, I bring that up because of this. A Utah legislative committee yesterday advanced a proposal that would ban gender-affirming surgeries here in the state of Utah. It would ban them. Um, and, you know, there, there, there's, there's a debate going on. Now, the proposal was put forth by um, State Senator Mike Kennedy. Mike Kennedy, a good friend, ran for the Senate a couple of years ago. He serves on the Health and Human Services Committee. He's also a family doctor. Now, what Mike is proposing is basically that, um, that uh, the measure would prohibit surgeries on minors diagnosed with gender dysphoria. Okay. Uh, the medical diagnosis of psychological distress resulting from a conflict between uh, the gender person has been assigned at birth and their gender identity. Now, according to the story that Brian Schott wrote in the uh, Salt Lake Tribune, the proposal is similar to a bill introduced earlier this year that blocked um, both gender-altering surgery and the use of hormone therapy on puberty blockers. Now, from what I understand, Mike's proposal would ban the surgery, but not the use of hormone therapy or puberty blockers. Um, now, the question I have for you on this tonight, 
is a, uh, I think, a fairly simple one, but it really raises a lot of questions here. First of all, I agree um, that anyone under the age of 18 should not be allowed to have this type of surgery. I agree with that, right? But what if the parent allows it to happen? Should, in fact, they be allowed to have that gender-affirming surgery? You know, this is an issue that, that, that is near and dear to my heart simply because I look at what is happening to the, uh, our, our children in this country today and, you know, how parents deal with this. So I want to open up the phones to you tonight and to see um, what you feel about a ban on gender-affirming surgery in this state. And what if, in fact, a parent says it's okay because they are so concerned that if their child doesn't get this surgery, it could lead to suicide? 888-570-8010, 888-570-8010, or on your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod, 888-570-8010, or on your cell phone. something new each time you listen. Listen and subscribe for free to Newt's World on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back to the Rod Arquette Show here on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you will know. Thanks for joining us tonight. 888-570-8010, 888-570-8010, or on your cell phone, all you do is have to dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod. Now, if you're just joining us, we're talking about this proposal, which Utah lawmakers are considering, that would ban treating youth gender dysphoria with surgery here in the state of Utah. And we're trying to find out what you think about it. Let's go to the phones. We go to Brian, who's in Salt Lake City tonight. Brian, how are you? Welcome to the Rod Arquette Show. I'm great. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Uh, I think, first first of all, we should probably get some uh, terminology correct. Uh, it's not gender assigned at birth. It's gender assigned at conception. Um, but that being aside, I think that it's a, a poor allowance to have the, the parents making those decisions. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard Bill Maher's commentary on it recently, but the fact is the more woke people are, the more likely they are to have a transgender child. Uh-huh. Uh, it has become a, 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 almost a, a mark of, of uh, uh, a pride to have a transgender child. And I think an awful lot of parents are pushing their children into transgenderism when they're not necessarily, wouldn't necessarily go there anyway, or they were partially there and would turn around and go back. And the parents are pushing it because they want to be able to brag that they have a transgender child. I think it's really, really a big mistake to allow the surgery, regardless of what the parents want, until the child is old enough to have made a decision. Now, that might not be 18, maybe that's 16, but it, it shouldn't be allowed except under very, uh, very narrow circumstances until they're of age enough to, to have made the decision in their mind and in their, in their life style before it becomes a life-affirming, life-changing, mm-hmm, drastically mm-hmm. life-changing <laughs> decision to, to, make those, to make those changes. You know, Brian, you brought up a point, and I've heard this before, and it is a frightening thought to think about it, but it's trendy to have a transgender child in your home. 
I mean, I, I have heard that, that people brag about the fact that they have a transgender child in their family, and they're almost proud of it. And I'm going, wow, what has happened to us, Brian? I mean, I heard that, and I'm like you. I was stunned to even hear something like that. Now we may have lost Brian. All right, Brian, thank you. Let's go back to the phones here on the Rod Arquette Show. Let's talk with uh, Diane, who's in Salt Lake City tonight. Diane, how are you? Welcome to the Rod Arquette Show. I'm doing well. Thank you. Um, I have kind of a unique take on this. Okay, go ahead. At, I, okay, first of all, I don't think the bill takes it far enough. I don't think these kids should be allowed to have the hormone blockers. Um, I have a child with Kalman syndrome. And most people aren't going to know what that is, but basically my son can't smell and his pituitary gland is affected. Mm -hmm. So he's basically on hormone blockers naturally. And so I know all the symptoms that it causes when your, excuse me, I'm so sorry, when your child doesn't get the proper hormones growing up, they can get osteoporosis and all sorts of other things. And we're already seeing this in kids who are on these hormone blockers. And 90% of children who don't get these hormone blockers grow out of gender dysphoria. And so why are we treating a child for something where 90% of them are going to be healed? I don't understand that. Hmm. So you think it, you, you simply think it, it just doesn't go far enough. Is that right? It needs to go even further than it is already. Yes, absolutely. Wow. All right. I think these kids, I don't necessarily think we need to tell them that they're wrong or anything, but get them help for their depression. Putting them on hormone blockers and changing their gender is not going to help with that depression. There's studies that show that suicide rates do not go down for these kids after gender reassignment surgery um, for adults. And so let's fix the problem. Let's not just try to put a band-aid on it and change their whole life and mutilate them all right diane that's a concern i have as well back to the phones we go let's talk with cord who's in brigham city tonight here on the rod arcancio cord how are you thanks for joining us hey i'm great thanks for having me on you're welcome go ahead with your thoughts well you know i'm i'm not going to claim to be some type of specialist or know what i'm talking about all i'm talking is to to my opinion I'm only 26, so obviously I'm, I don't know everything. But uh, from my viewpoint on the whole situation, I think, you know, people become a product of their environment, and that includes children as well. Now, the problem that I have with including children in something uh, 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 that is hypersexualized, because let's be honest, you know, in, in the transgender community, that's specifically what it is addressed to is your sexual orientation I don't think that we should be pulling children into this hypersexualized environment to be, you know, uh, hurting their their growth, their their ideals on mm-hmm. how the world works. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a, it's a terrible thing because there is nothing wrong with being a transgender individual as an adult because you've already gone through the hormones, you've, you've done all of your growing that you can. As a child, if you are with Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Put on testosterone or vice versa, you know, getting your, your hormones, your natural hormones blocked. That will affect your growth. Your, your bone density, your muscle, it's everything. And that's one thing that you will never be able to, to fix. So it's really, it's just such an extreme thing. Yeah. And, and I don't really understand why it is that we are focused so much on these small groups of, of uh, individuals when we could be worrying about much greater things. You know, there's a huge problem with, with drugs in, in, in Utah. Uh, there's so many different things that we could be focusing our, our energy on, and I just don't don't quite understand why this is something that has been brought to the surface when it's such a small group. Yeah, it, it, it is a very, you're absolutely right on that. It's a very small percentage of the population, yet there's a lot of focus on it. But the transgender movement, I mean, it took the, the, the gay movement in this country, what, 40, 50 years Uh, The transgender movement has moved so quickly, I think, within the last 10 years in this country, and it's brought up an issue, and and people are trying to figure this out, and this gender-affirming surgery um, for kids, you know, uh, I think it was Cord just said, you know, if you're over 18, you know, you make that decision, you deal with that, but for kids to go through this before they turn 18 uh, bothers me as well. All right, let's go back to the phones. Let's see what Hector has to say tonight here on the Rod Arquette Show. Hector, thanks for joining us. Hey, hi, Rod. How's it going? Going well. Thank you, Hector. I got two. Great. I got two points. One's kind of to answer your question with a question, and that is, you know, what's the penalty for giving your own child alcohol before they're 21? I think it should be just as illegal to be able to allow them to not only partake partake of something that's um, uh, chemical imbalance, but, but this is a permanent potentially chemical imbalance, whereas, you know, alcohol is a temporary yeah. Thing. So yeah. I would say it should be illegal to allow anybody under 21 to have gender reassignment surgery or, like your other caller said, participate or partake of uh, hormone blockers. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good. It, it's a difficult one, and a lot of people want to weigh in on this. 888-5708010, 888-5708010, or on your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod, and we'll get to more of your calls and comments coming up here on the Rod Arcancho. Well, what did the market do today? Down just a little bit today, but where is it going in the future? Nobody knows. How long is ref- inflation going to take? How about a recession right now? Well, you need some guidance to help you navigate this very difficult inflation environment. And Trajan Wealth, they approach wealth management by looking at a longer time horizon. Their advice to clients right now, focus on long-term financial objectives rather than the day-to-day gyrations in the market. And they go up and down, and you've seen them. Trajan Wealth today, if you want true experts and personalized financial advice when investing, Turn to the folks at Trajan Wealth. They provide a personal touch of a dedicated financial team. Their goal is to establish a relationship that leaves you feeling comfortable and confident with your decisions. Trajan Wealth, they have tailored wealth management plans, and they can be with you and advise you every step of the way. Why not give them a call? 
and set up an appointment today. They're located in Draper and Farmington. Here's the number to call, 801-899-7600. That's 801-899-7600. And a complimentary appointment for an inflation-proof audit of your current retirement plan. 855-355-SAFE. One man, one goal. Rod Arquette Show on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. All right, welcome back to the uh, Rod Arquette Show on this very busy Thursday afternoon here on Utah's Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you'll know. Now, before we get back to your phone calls, just another reminder about what we're going to be doing on the evening before the election coming up on November 8th. Now, every election season, we do what we call Rod's Minute to Win It. And that will take place on Monday, November 7th from 6 to 7 p.m. Now, if you know somebody, if you're running for office, if you know somebody who's running for office or working on a campaign for somebody who's running for office, we give that candidate a chance to call into the show starting at 6 p.m. on Monday evening, November 7th, and we will give you one minute to make a final pitch to voters as to why they should vote for you. We call it Rod's Minute to Win It, and it will take place on Monday, November 7th, 6 to 7 p.m., the entire hour. We turn it over to you. All right, if you're just joining us now, we're talking about what the Health and Human Services Interim Committee up on Utah's Capitol Hill did yesterday. They voted on Republican Senator Mike Kennedy's Sex Characteristic Surgical Procedures Bill. Here's what the bill says. That's a mouthful, isn't it? The bill, if it becomes law, would prohibit minors from getting typically rare gender-affirming surgeries, commonly known as top or bottom surgeries. The bill does not prohibit puberty blockers or hormone treatments. And we're getting your reaction to it. Let's go right back to our phones and let's talk with David, who's on I-15 tonight. David, how are you? Welcome to the Radar Catcher. Go ahead. Good. Hey, I just wanted to say first that I have the most compassion for transgender youth. I think that they are just victims of an evil ideology, and they're just kids. They don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I was going to say was I think that trans- transgenderism is probably more uh, harmful to youth than smoking cigarettes, and we don't allow youth to smoke cigarettes. We don't allow people to... Um, advertise to youth on the public airwaves that cigarettes are good for you, um, especially to children. And I think that the most compassionate thing we can do is to just expose transgenderism for this evil lie that it is and to just ban it, ban cross-sex hormones. You know, you can say that they do more uh, permanent damage to youth than, than certainly tobacco and probably even drugs like cocaine or heroin. So I think that's just the obvious thing to do. Ban cross-sex hormones for children and uh, gender reassignment surgeries. Um, and that's where I would start. That's the sort of the base that uh, I would start at. All right, David. Thank you. You know, it is such a difficult time. for We've all been through it, right? Uh, unless you're under 18 and listening to this show now, you may be going through it right now. It's a difficult time to kind of figure out who you are. And, and I'm with David. I, I, I worry that this whole movement, that kids look at the movement and may say to themselves, yeah, you know, maybe maybe I'm not a boy, or maybe I'm not a girl. 
uh, and that is difficult, very, very difficult for these kids. Let's go back to the phones. Let's talk with uh, Bobby, who's listening tonight on iHeartRadio. Bobby, how are you? Thanks for joining us. Rod, well, first of all, there's a reason why people under the age of 18 don't make legal decisions for mm-hmm, themselves. Mm-hmm. They're not allowed to enter into contracts. Um, and everybody goes through a phase in life when they don't know who they are. It is natural. Um, but I have like three family members that have gone through this stage where one, um, when she was a senior in high school, told her parents that she thought she was a boy. And it's been a couple of years now, and she's living her life as a boy. But the state that she lives in requires that she goes through counseling and a year of hormone treatments before she can have any type of surgery. And she won't go to counseling, so she's just living her life as if she's a boy. And she's changed her gender and her driver's license, and she's living her best life. Um, I have another family member who, in middle school, thought she was a boy. And, you know, eventually she grew out of it. Mm -hmm, She realized mm -hmm. that what they're teaching in school is was just really affecting her. Mm -hmm. And then I have another niece who, you know, she came home and says, I'm a boy. But she acts very much like a girl. (laughs) (laughs) And she's doing it just to get attention. I mean, she's doing everything she can to get attention. And this, you know, I think a lot of these kids are just, doing what they can to fit in or, you know, my friends are doing it, so I'm going to do it. And it's a trendy thing. But it is. It's something that's being introduced with the kids at school, and the teachers have no business talking to them about this. I mean, this is something that should be discussed within the family. Yeah. And if they really do have a problem, then let's sit down with a counselor. But the counselors need to not... Um, push it either yeah yeah I, i'm with you on that i have a uh, i have a granddaughter um you know and she she'll be she'll be in middle school next year as a matter of fact and um her mom shared with me one day you know there was a student walking around the school that day claiming to be a dolphin <laughs> you know all day and for these young kids they kind of think it's funny but the older they get it becomes more serious and that's the concern that i would uh, would have and i think you would agree with me on that wouldn't you bobby Absolutely. I'm like, I have freckles. It doesn't make me a giraffe. That's true. All right, Bobby. Good comment. I appreciate it. Let's go back to the phones. Let's talk with uh, Cheryl, who's in Draper tonight here on the Rod Arkent Show. Cheryl, how are you? Thanks for joining us. Hey, I'm good. How are you, Rod? I'm great. Thank you, Cheryl. Good. Um, So there's several callers I agree with um, as far as uh, providing hormones when, you know, Kids 12 through 17 are going through the biggest hormone changes in their life. And uh, it scientifically has been proven that the part of your brain that thinks through to logical consequences uh, isn't developed until your early 20s. So we're asking these kids who are having this in their face through the school system, through the media, in every, every direction, through... Um, Facebook and YouTube and whatever, uh, it's in their face. And so, you know, it beca- so it becomes a very popular thing and they start questioning themselves. But, you know, every kid in, in that group, in that uh, age, uh, do go through hormone changes, mm-hmm. are trying mm-hmm. to figure out mm-hmm. who they are and what, you know, what kind of life they live. 
it will not change depression. It won't change any other uh, thing that they're going through. And, you know, I do know several people that are very, very depressed. And it's come out of COVID and all the stuff that we've had to live through. And so not, not just kids, but families are, you know, just struggling yeah. with some of those effects from it, that issue. Yeah. And, you know, the ongoing lockdown thing. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I would think, uh, just like, you know, one caller said, um, you know, getting hormones to the child and it's going to mess up their hormones even more. And they're making a life-changing, forever decision. Boy, they sure are. And that, that's the scary part about it is, especially with the surgery, and as, as well as the hormone treatment, you are making a decision at a very early age in your life that, could have, that will affect you your entire life. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And that's why I think we need to have a serious, serious discussion about this. And hopefully lawmakers will think about this. When it comes the legislative session. All right, more coming up on the Rod Arquette Show and Utah's Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know, you know, nobody enjoys working with the Internal Revenue Service and dealing with their taxes. But if you're facing a battle with the IRS, your tax debts can turn into something much more serious than that. You could lose your assets, your way of life, your peace of mind due to harassment from the Internal Revenue Service. But I have a way out for you. Work with Jordan Wilcox. He is your tax IRS expert who will fight to settle your debt and clear your name of debt. When you work with the law offices of Jordan Wilcox, you can trust that you have the best possible team behind you. Being in trouble with the IRS can cause serious and emotional problems. It's time to free yourself from them. Get started with a free consultation. It's time to free yourself. All you do is have to dial pound 250 right now and say the keyword Tax Help UT. That's Tax Help UT, or go online to the law offices. Approved today. All right, welcome back to the Rod Arquette Show on this very busy Thursday afternoon here on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you'll know, coming up in hour number three, Steve Moore will join us. Big news coming out of the U.K. today. The Prime Minister, Liz Truss, stepped down today after only 44 days on the job. We'll get Steve's reaction to that. Joe Biden on the campaign trail 
campaigning for John Fetterman up in Pennsylvania today, but he's about the only Democrat who wants Joe Biden to help him win election or re-election. We'll talk about that as well. All right, I want to go back to your phone calls right now. A committee, an interim committee up on Utah's Capitol Hill yesterday, voted in support of a bill banning gender-affirming surgeries for minors, and we're getting your reaction to it. Back to the phones we go, and let's talk with, I believe it's Myra in Utah County. Myra, how are you? Welcome to the show. Yeah, it's Ira. Hey, uh, Ira, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ira. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) That's okay. Yeah, I I heard, I don't know if it's just on the call, uh, the caller, uh, you know, the the background music, but uh, I heard a little bit of Nazareth in there. I enjoyed that. Hey, um, I I have uh, just a comment uh, about the uh, marijuana. Yeah. Um, But it kind of leads into the transgender uh, legislation. Um, First of all, with marijuana, it is not legal in any single state. Okay, that is a, I have no idea why this is propagated, even by those uh, with legislative and uh, administrative powers, but it is encoded as an illegal substance or a controlled substance in U.S. Code, uh, Title 21, Uh uh, Section 812. It, It is Distinctly in there, both as marijuana and THC. On a federal so level, on a federal level, right, Ira? On a federal level, but not a state level. Is that correct? Yeah, but the yeah, but Tenth Amendment, uh, uh, the federal government has superiority on this law over the state. So you, you you can walk around and smoke, and the state trooper might not pick you up, but a federal agent could. Wow. Okay. So. Okay. And I point I pointed that out. It, it's interesting that it was on the same uh, afternoon here because the ambiguity of law is really where we're going to run into a, a problem with transgenderism as well. Yeah, um, I have a little bit of experience with transgenderism. I've got two nephews, uh, sorry nieces, and um, how are you? You've got about th- you've got you've got about thirty seconds. So wrap it up as fast as you could, please. Yeah. Well, eventually, uh, the state laws are going to run into conflict with the federal laws, just like it does on marijuana. And um, it, it could get enacted. Uh, we also have a problem with, the, um, with psychology, the way it's practiced today, is affirm rather than challenge. And I'd say that's probably uh, one of the, the major concerns that I would have, not legislative, but uh, the therapy is affirmative. In other words, you come in with a problem, they affirm the problem. They yeah. don't challenge you to change the problem. So. Yeah. All right, Ira, thank you. I think I've got the gist of what you were saying there. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Like I said, this was a measure that uh, Mike Kennedy, really good guy, a family physician, by the way, uh, proposed last legislative session, and uh, it didn't pass, but the issue is becoming more challenging, and we'll see what happens in the coming session. All right, hour number three coming up on the Rod Arquette Show. Stay with us. Get your furnace checked and a confidence boost. Dominion Energy. Third hour of the Rod Arquette Show on this Thursday evening in Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you will know. Thanks for being with us. Don't forget the Jesse Kelly Show coming your way at the uh, top of the next hour following a news update. And Jesse will be with you right up until... 
10 o'clock tonight. All right, a lot of economic news today. Some uh, rather shocking news, I think, coming out of the U.K., where Liz Truss resigned as the uh, prime minister there in Britain after the tax plan that she had proposed caused some market turmoil. She was only in office, what, about 44 days. The 47-year-old third conservative party leader pushed out of office in as many years after her predecessor, Boris Johnson, was also ousted by lawmakers. Well, let's talk about the economic impacts of all of that. Joining us on our Newsmaker Line for our weekly chat is Steve Moore, economist at Freedom Works, also a top economic advisor for former President Donald Trump. Steve, always great to have you on the show. What's your take and your reaction to what happened in the U.K. today, Steve? Uh, it just breaks my heart that the uh, England is now just a total basket case economically. They have 10% inflation. Uh, they've had, uh, you know, um, just really bad leadership um, over the last uh, four years. And so now Liz Truss, who was actually trying to reform things, is gone. And it looks like the Labor Party could take over, which would move you know the U.K. even further into the big government direction when the whole problem in the whole global economy is this virus of massive multi-trillions of dollars of overspending. And so... Um, it's tragic. You know, what the world needs now is leaders like Margaret Thatcher and Ronald Reagan and Winston Churchill and Donald Trump. And there's nowhere in the world you have that. So it's, it's a very concerning thing because you've got England now is in a severe recession. Europe is in a severe recession. Germany's in a recession. China's doing terrible. I mean, uh, and the United States isn't doing too well either. And so, uh, we do need new global leadership that will move the economy in more of a free market direction, and that isn't happening right now. What happened with Liz Truss? I mean, what did she do that would cause her to resign within, what, less than six weeks? Well, she's leaving because she collapsed in the polls, and she couldn't really explain what she was trying to do, and she couldn't defend it. And so, uh, you know, you've got rapid inflation. you got 10% inflation in the UK right now. You've got gas prices that are, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten dollars a gallon. People are angry. And so um, Liz Trust came up with some very good ideas like suspending some of these major tax increases that will only further slow down the economy. But she just didn't have the backbone, unfortunately, to really um, persuade, you know, to fight for them. And therefore she kind of waved the white flag of surrender, mm-hmm. and she's out, and I don't know at this point where that country is headed. You hear a lot of the uh, administration officials and the president himself saying, look, it, we've got inflation, but the world is suffering with inflation right now as well. Are, is our, are, are our economic problems, Steve, the same as what we're seeing in Europe? Are they similar? Yeah, they sure are. Because, and why? What was the match that lit this forest fire all over the world? Massive, out-of-control government spending and debt from the COVID era that continues to this day. It's been almost three years. Three years of governments borrowing unprecedented amounts of, of money. I mean, all told, we're talking about somewhere in the neighborhood of $22 trillion of borrowing. That's almost more money than the entire world governments, uh, you know, all over the planet borrowed in the, first, in the last 200 years. So... This is a virus of out-of-control spending, and we need new leadership in Washington and around the world that will start taking a chainsaw 
to these out-of-control government spending programs. You know, it was interesting. I think it was uh, Jim Clyburn, the uh, representative from South Carolina, all basically said today on, I think it was on MSNBC, that the Democrats knew this was going to happen. <laughs> I mean, he kind of let the cat out of the bag on this one, Steve. He, th- they knew this may happen, yet they went ahead with it anyway, Steve. You mean this being inflation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, first of all, bravo for him at least admitting the obvious, which is that <laughs> if you're going to spend and borrow $4 trillion, you're going to have higher inflation, and then it's going to get out of control really quickly. So um, why did every Democrat in Congress, virtually every single Democrat, with maybe one or two exceptions, and none in the Senate, every one of the senators voted for this outrageous agenda? And by the way, I have to warn people, because we hear some rumors here on the East Coast that Mike Lee might be in some trouble because he's running against some, quote, fraud independent. But my gosh, you're going to put someone who's going to vote for this kind of uh, radical left-wing big government agenda in and replace one of our best senators in Mike Lee. I think that would be a big mistake. So um, I do think it's important in terms of this election that Democrats pay a high price for the damage they've done to our country, which is going to take many, many years to undo. Steve, I want to ask you, there have been several stories out this week about CEOs around the country uh, saying the chances of a recession are now near 100%. They've got business titans everywhere sounding the alarm. What are you seeing and they seeing, Steve, that would you lead you to believe that, you know, if we aren't in a, session, a recession already, it's coming very soon? Well, all the numbers have gone south on us. So look at the housing numbers. They're terrible now because of the, in some markets now, 7% mortgage rates. I think the last number I saw was 695 was the national average now. It wasn't long ago, remember, that the under Trump, the mortgage rate was less than 3%. So, of course, that raises the price of housing, and it, it's, it's canceled a lot of new housing projects and construction. And then the manufacturing numbers came out this morning. They were horrible. So, uh, you know, there's not a lot of new orders for major heavy equipment mm-hmm. and other kinds mm-hmm. of a major, um, uh, you know, manufacturing products. And uh, you look at the inflation, you look at consumer sentiment, it's, it's really turning south. So it's hard to see anything that's really going right in the economy right now. And I only laugh when people, these economists and these business leaders say we might be headed to recession we're in a recession. I mean, come on. When people are losing four thousand dollars annually in their income, that is a. And when you you know you saw the report we did that the average families lost thirty four thousand dollars in their four hundred one k plans. That is a recession. Yeah, it is, Steve. And I, I I've taken your advice because the article that you had in the New York Post on Monday talking about this, they you caution people not to take a look at their four hundred one k right now because it will ruin right. their day if they're weak. I mean, it is that bad for a lot of people, isn't it, Steve? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. I know. I can only speak from personal experience. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. And my wife is one of those people who, you know, every time they come home, hey, we just lost $2,500 more today. <laughs> so I, I do think it's good advice not to look, you know, day to day or week to week at your 401k plan. And look, well, this is America. We will get out of this. This is, this is some bad leadership in Washington. We paid a high price for putting Joe Biden in the White House. And we'll get through it. We'll be new leaders that come in that will get us out of this crisis. And so I do believe in stocks for the long run. I think in the, in the medium term, you know, I think we'll finally uh, get things right on a policy perspective. And, and we could see a, a return to prosperity. But right now, we're facing some real tough challenges. And it really begins with stopping the overregulation of American businesses and stopping the massive spending spree unlike anything we've ever seen in the history of this country. On our Newsmaker Line, Steve Moore talking about a number of economic issues, including the resignation of the U.K. Prime Minister Liz Truss. More coming up on the Rod Arquette Show and Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you'll know. All right, how long has it been since you've taken a step outside and taken a look at your roof and just see how things are looking, you know? If you're looking at it saying, you know, someday I'm going to have to replace this. I know it's going to cost a lot of money. Guess what? The wonderful team at Rooftech, they have an option. A very cost-effective alternative that can save you the headache and the cost of roof replacement. It's called Roof EXT. It's an easy, economical way to help your shingles look and protect like new. This proprietary, eco-friendly, plant-based spray adheres to the asphalt in your shingles and extends the life of your roof maybe 10 to 15 more years. Now, once you get a Roof EXT application, you'll be amazed at how new and refreshed your roof looks, instantly improving your home's appearance and its value as well. And the whole process Takes around two hours, no long days of construction disturbing your home. Find out more. Reach out to Rooftech today. Just dial pound 250 and say Rooftech. That's pound 250. Something new each time you listen. Listen and subscribe for free to Newt's World on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you'll know. Welcome back. Third hour of the Rod Arquette Show with you on this Thursday. Uh, Let's talk more about the elections. Joe Biden back out on the campaign trail today. He hasn't been there very often because, let's be honest, most Democratic candidates prefer he not show up. But he is on the campaign trail today in the state of Pennsylvania, campaigning on behalf of John Fetterman, who, by the way, is now in a tight race with Republican Dr. Mehmet Oz. As a matter of fact, a new poll out today showed them dead even as we're less than three weeks away from the election now. Well, Biden is viewed as a drag on Democratic midterm hopes. Let's talk more about that with Amy Parnes, senior White House correspondent at The Hill, also a well-known author. Amy, thanks for joining us. As always, you've been talking about Joe Biden, the campaign with Democratic strategists. What are they telling you, Amy? 
I think a lot of people are expressing a little bit of consternation behind the scenes, a little bit of worry that um, that Biden is is seen as a bit of a drag um, on the midterm elections, simply because so much emphasis right now is on the economy and inflation and gas prices, and he is at the helm, and so he's taking the brunt of a lot of these concerns and. Um, People are worried that this will impact um, all these close races across the country in the midterm election. Amy, I know some are saying he's being unfairly criticized, but uh, as you just pointed out, he is the guy sitting behind the Resolute desk, and he's there to take the heat, is he not? He is, and I think that a lot of people, when you're the president, it's, it's the buck stops with you, and so I think... That was um, sort of why you're, you were seeing him kind of take action with the Inflation Reduction Act and other things, because he knew um, going in that the economy might be a problem. While he's had record high jobs numbers, um, inflation numbers are through the roof, and, um, and Americans haven't seen that this kind of um, inflation in, in 40 years. And so I think all of this, was a uh, cause for concern for not only the White House, but for Democrats. And a lot of people have said to me candidly, I think maybe we've peaked too, we peaked too soon with um, the Inflation Reduction Act and all these things that he has been able to do. Um, it almost came too early in the cycle, um, and it's not really fresh in voters' minds. Amy, what about this shift in polls that you've seen? I mean, you know, you mentioned, you know, Democrats fear they peak too soon, but is this more of a uh, a general uh, outlook of things as you get closer to the election, that there are going to be swings? And were the Democrats, the strategists you talked to, expecting this? I think everyone, first of all, Dem- the Democrats, uh, the Democratic Party has always been a party of warriors. <laughs> I've covered politics for a while, um, and they are always freaking out about something um, in an upcoming election. But I think they're looking at poll numbers, and you've seen a, a few recent polls. Um, the New York Times-Siena College poll, which was released on Monday, showed that uh, 49% of likely voters said that they would select a Republican for Congress, while, whereas 45% said that they would vote for a Democrat. So they're looking at these numbers, and they're a little bit worried about what they're seeing a few weeks out from, um, from when most voters will, uh, will will actually go to the polls and vote. A few days ago, of course, he went to California and Oregon, pretty safe territory for a Democrat, but today he's heading to, I think, Pennsylvania for Fetterman. I mean, what do you expect to see him do there for uh, John Fetterman? I think he's going to obviously show support in, in such a pivotal race, um, but it's, it's notable that the president hasn't been arm-in-arm with a lot of these candidates. A lot of them have kept their distance from him because they see him kind of as as this drag that we write about. Um, and so he's done his his fair share of fundraising events and events sort of behind the scenes to help parties and uh, the congressional committees. Um, but you haven't seen him kind of on stage um cheering on many of these candidates. Of course, he has appeared with some of them, but in in some of these very key races where it's neck and neck, you haven't seen him um, 
with the candidate, and I think that's been completely intentional. You mentioned, Amy, that Democrats typically tend to be the party of warriors. (laughs) (laughs) Amy, what about in a race like in Ohio, where Tim Ryan, who's in a very tight race with J.D. Vance, basically said, no, I don't want him around, I'm not inviting him here. I mean, how do Democrats view candidates who do that? I think um, he's being honest, and he was one of the few people that has essentially come out and said, no, I'm not going to be on stage with him. Um, And I think that that is, it's a very realistic position for a lot of these people to be in. It's funny because um, when, when Obama was president, you would see Biden as the guy who was going into these swing districts and these purple districts. Um, his his vote, if you will, counted a lot back then more than it does now. But I think a lot of people see him um, as being almost um, too much to handle <laughs> for, for some of these candidates. And so I think you're going to see him kind of keep a distance in the next com- couple of weeks. Obama is getting involved. Are you surprised he wasn't involved earlier and more heavily into this midterm election? I think a lot of Democrats expected him to be out there a little bit more, especially this month. You're not going to see him until later this month um, where he, when he's going to be in some of these um, races in Georgia and Wisconsin. Um, but people expected him. He is sort of looked at as the patriarch of the party. He has high approval ratings within many of the, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a superstar within the party still. And I think a lot of people were a little bit upset that he hasn't um, shown his face more in public um, to, to stump for some of these candidates. And, and his people will point out that he's done a lot of work behind the scenes to to help some of these committees. Um, but we haven't seen a very public presence so far, um, with the exception of he, he did a, an interview with um, some of his former aides mm-hmm. on Pod Save America, and he's done... Um, a couple of um, fundraisers, but he hasn't really had um, a public presence where people can hear him and he can persuade voters to go out and support some of these candidates. On our newsmaker line from the Hill, she is the senior White House correspondent there, Amy Parnes. More of the Rotter. Registration starts at 7.30, the walk at 9 a.m. Donate at knrs.com or makingstridesinutah.org. Put me on a highway, the interstate, a dirt road. The Rod Arquette Show on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Final half hour with you on this Thursday in Utah's Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you'll know. Now before the break, we were talking with Amy Parnes. She is the uh, senior White House correspondent at The Hill, talking about the fact that there are a lot of Democrats out there who see Joe Biden as a drag on their uh, midterm hopes. Well, you know, in the the summertime, there was a little hope left, a glimmer of hope left for the Democratic Party. They saw the poll numbers go up a little bit, but now they're coming back down. And I think things are much worse than they seem for Democrats right now. Let's talk more about that with Ned Ryan. He is the founder and CEO of American Majority, writing about that in American Greatness. Ned, always great to have you on the show. As I look at it right now, Democrats are trying to put lipstick on a pig. Not very easy to do, Ned. What are your thoughts? What about this idea that the Democrats are going to do better in the midterms? And a lot of people say that's not going to happen. What are you seeing, Ned? Well, I think 
they've demonstrated they know how difficult it is because they're all dodging debates for the most part. I mean, I think this is really something that you're seeing with the, the debate dodgers all being Democrats because they realize they have to defend, you know, the massive inflation, rising prices of gas and groceries, the immigration crisis. You know, there's all of these things that they do not want to have to defend because they're indefensible and they are all based off Democrat policies. How do you actually defend that? That's why you see them dodging the debate. So, you know, what they're trying to do is just dodge it all and be silent, hopes that nobody will notice that they're the ones responsible for the situation that we're in. You're right, Ned, of course, that you think things are much worse than they seem for Democrats. Elaborate on that, if you would. Well, I think partly, you know, one of the things I just wrote about my newest American greatness piece is there's the gravitational pull of history. And I made the point that since 1946, any president under 50 percent loses on average 37 seats. And as much as Democrats and their allies, I call them corporate propagandists, I don't even want to call them media reporters, have been trying to spend that things aren't going to be as bad. Reality crashes in on you at some point. And I, I think gravitational pull of history and the fact that when you look at all of these polls that are being done voters across the board it's it's the economy it's inflation it's rising gas prices rising grocery prices but even more so you're seeing in these polls they are attributing those problems to joe biden and democrats and as you see all of these things start to come together as we come down the home stretch of these midterms it's they can't they can't escape you know, the weight of history and the weight of, of the issues and voters very clearly communicating what's important to them. But even more so, Rod, the thing that's amazing to me, not only do they not want to talk about this, they're trying to talk about things that are completely wholly unrelated to what are the priorities of voters. And at some point, you know, you even see it in some of these polls, I think it was Washington Post. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you're a woman over 40, dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. You look at the generic ballot polls, five, six points with likely voters, Republicans are up. You get to the battleground districts, Republicans are up over 20 points. At some point, you cannot escape reality, and I don't think Democrats can be able to escape it on November 8th. Ned, they have tried, and you you alluded to that just a moment ago, the Democrats have tried to make Donald Trump a part of this election, abortion a part part of this election. First of all, Donald Trump is not on the ballot, I don't think, unless he's stuck in somewhere. (laughs) And abortion to most Americans are saying, hey, we'll deal with this, but our most critical issues are inflation, crime, immigration, something the Democrats do not and cannot talk about. No, they can't because their policies are, are directly responsible for this. I mean, when you look at I, I would argue I'm not really sure what kind of a southern border we have as you have what I think we're going to have two million in this calendar mm-hmm, year mm-hmm. come across. Mm-hmm. It, it's all due directly to Joe Biden's policies. 
Obviously, their passage of, of these crazy spending bills has triggered the recession and uh, inflation and now recession. Um, their insane energy policies have triggered high gas prices. And the, the, these are always, I, I remind people all the time, even Republicans, pocketbook issues uh, are what voters really, when they start to feel pocketbook issues hitting home, that's what they're voting on it. And when asked, I mean, the Gallup had a really, has a really interesting question that they've done for decades. Who do you think is best equipped to handle the issues? Republicans lead that by 11 points, which is their highest margin since 1946. And so you've got all of these things. Democrats cannot escape. Republicans are actually being given the nod by voters to having the solutions. And so, you know, I just, I have a hard time believing Republicans aren't going to gain probably 37, 40 seats in the House. I'm optimistic they're going to be 52, 48 or more in the Senate. And I think it could be a 30, 20 split on gubernatorial races. For the Republicans right now, until the election coming up on November 8th, uh, I think pedal to the metal, to be real honest, and really push all these issues hard. Are they doing that, do you think, Ned? You know, I, I think they've done a good job on the crime issue. That's one of the things that they've been hitting pretty hard. You know, the other issue that they've been hitting hard, and I think they need to continue to play it up, because I'm here in Virginia, and in 2021, parents' rights, especially in regards to education, If you want to know why Virginia went from going 10 points to Biden in 2020 to going for Glenn Youngkin by two, a switch of 12 points in a year, it was about parents' rights, especially in regards to education. And it's one of those issues that you're seeing really a little bit under the radar because the press doesn't want to cover it. Republicans are playing that pretty well. And I would say between the next, you know, over the next three weeks, hit the crime issue, uh, obviously hit rising prices and gases, hit the parents' rights issue. And then do all the do all the basics as well as they can on, on voter contact. And again, uh, you know, based off what I've seen, I'm quietly optimistic it's going to be a very good night for Republicans. Ned, of all the races around the country, um, which one or two or maybe even three would shock you the most if Republicans actually come out on top of these races? Which ones would you go, wow, that really uh, was a red wave? I, I think there's probably three or four races I'm looking at. Obviously, Washington State, that Senate race, it's, I think the newest poll only had Patty Murray up by three points. Uh, I would look at the New Hampshire Senate race. Hassan, I think, was only up three points. And then I would look at the gubernatorial race in Michigan, in which an insider advantage poll came out a couple of days ago showing a dead heat between Gretchen Whitmer and Tudor Dixon. I, I suspect we're going to pick up one, if not two, of those races. And I think that will be a stunning result and a stunning rebuke uh, to Democrats if you can pick up in one of those really blue states a statewide. Ned Ryan, he writes for American Greatness. He is also the founder and CEO of American Majority. More coming up on the Rod Arquette Show and Utah's Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you'll know. All right, let me paint a picture for you. You're at home. You're watching a big football game right now. And all of a sudden, the power goes out. And you're frustrated, you reach for the candles, you reach for the flashlight, and you wonder, okay, how long is it going to be before the power comes back on? Well, guess what? It could come on in a matter of seconds if you have installed a Generac automatic standby generator in your home from the Generator Super Center, the nation's number one Generac generation dealer. No more waiting on hold, calling the power company. No more waiting on the power company to fix that downline or blown transformer. A Generac automatic standby generator can get your home up and running within seconds. Don't wait for the next storm or the next outage. Give yourself peace of mind right now by calling the Generator Super Center for a free estimate. 
Financing is available with low monthly payments. Call them right now. 801-882-9222-801-882. That's 385-766-1987. Our final segment to spend with you on this Thursday, right here on the Rod Arquette Show and Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know. Oh, by the way, don't forget... The night before Election Day, which is November 8th, so this would be Monday evening, November 7th, we're doing our Rod's Minute to Win It. So if you're a candidate running for political office, we will give you one minute to join us on the show between 6 and 7 o'clock and make a final pitch to voters as to why they should vote for you. That's coming up on Monday evening. November 7th, and we'll have more details, so make sure you keep on listening. All right, another big issue. You know, you're talking about inflation, you're talking about immigration, you're talking about the impact on families. The other big issue in the campaign is also crime. There is a story coming out of Washington where basically officials there have told law enforcement that they don't need law enforcement anymore, and they're putting handcuffs on cops. Let's find out what's going on there. Isaac Shore is a media and enterprise reporter at National Review. He's been looking into this story. Isaac, thanks for joining us tonight. What exactly is going on in the state of Washington, Isaac? So it's called House Bill 1054. Um, and basically what it does is it restricts um, the kind of conditions you need in order to be able to um, pursue a suspect in a vehicle. Um, so what it does is it requires an officer to meet like four different conditions um, before they can engage in a high-speed pursuit. So they must have a reasonable suspicion the driver is impaired um, due to, you know, drugs or alcohol, or um, alternatively to that, they can have probable cause that they've committed um, certain kinds of violent crimes or sex crimes, but not all of them. Um, Two, uh, the pursuit must be necessary to identify or apprehend the suspect. Um, three, the driver must be an imminent threat to the safety of others. Um, and four, they have to have authorized, uh, they have to have had it authorized by a supervisor. Um, so that's basically what the bill does. And what you've seen that uh, do is basically embolden criminals in the state. Um, almost immediately, the number of stolen vehicles a month doubled from 2,000 a month to 4,000 a month in the state. So they can hardly stop them, and they almost have to let them go. That's what it sounds like, right, Isaac? <laughs> yes, precisely, precisely. You actually had a case where, um, and I talk about it in the piece, where you had a suspect um, armed, dangerous. He fired on officers multiple times. Um, he led officers on you know, a chase, but they couldn't really um, chase them through Washington. And he ended up you know, driving through several states and what they learned was that he was planning on returning to Washington because he figured he had a better chance <laughs> of evading the, the authorities there. <laughs> I know you spoke with uh, Chelan County uh, Sheriff Brian Burnett about this. How does law enforcement feel about this new law? I mean, so they made very clear during the legislative process that they opposed it. Um, you know, they tried to meet with legislators. They made their opinion very much known. And he said basically the message they received, um, you know, Democrats, have obviously the governor's mansion. They also have both um, chambers of the legislature. And what he said is, you know, they basically told him, we don't need you. We don't need your opinion. Um, So they've been very opposed. They lobbied against it. You know, they have 
all sorts of materials and talking points and statistics to give people, but um, the the Democrats in the legislature just weren't interested. Wow. And, and this is just another indication, isn't it, that Democrats are, in fact, soft on crime, at least in the state of Washington and maybe around the country. Yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of bills that have passed. Um, and, you know, I hone in on Washington, Nevada, and Minnesota, but I think the overarching message is kind of that one I just articulated that was um, kind of forwarded on to Sheriff Burnett is just they they have no um, they have no respect for the day to day goings on on the street. They have no um, subject um, subject matter expertise, and they're not interested in um, the opinions of those who do. What is going on in the state of Nevada? You you mentioned that as well. What what has happened there when it comes to crime? Yeah, so there's been a few different um, bills that have passed. And, you know, the crime rates in Nevada are kind of up and down, up and down. There's not a ton of um, super clear trends, but what you've seen is some common sense issues. So they passed this bill, um, AB 236. It increased the felony uh, theft threshold from $650 to $1,200. Um, and then they also signed another bill, AB 440, um, and that requires police officers to issue citations in lieu of arrest for most misdemeanor offenses. Um, so basically, and this is the example um, that Joe Lombardo, the uh, sheriff of Clark County, mm-hmm. who is running for governor there, he gave me this example. You know, a criminal could walk into a store, steal, you know, just under $1,200 in goods, and then... You know, if the police catch him, they can only issue a citation, right? Um, so that's one example. And then AB 236 also, uh, it raised the minimum threshold required to bring a low-level tra- drug trafficking charge to 100 grams. That it was previously 4 grams. And for a high-level drug trafficking charge, you now need to find a suspect with 400 grams instead of 28. Um, and the result has just been a ton <laughs> A ton more of you know, drug activity there. Um, you know, fentanyl, fentanyl deaths have sharply increased. Um, and actually, just today, you have the Nevada Police Union vote in favor of expressing no confidence in the governor. Wow. Wow. Isaac, I, I, you know, you look at the examples that you brought up in the states that you mentioned. I mean, around the country, law enforcement has got to be saying, what do you want us to do for crying out loud? We catch these people, and then you want to let them go right away or cite them with a very low violation. I mean, for law enforcement, it's got to be coming. It's got to be coming increasingly frustrating. Yeah, I would say it's been very demoralizing with the sense I've gotten. Um, I mean, Sheriff Lombardo talked about it. Obviously, I just mentioned the Nevada Police Union's vote uh, that just came out this afternoon. Um, but also, I mean, in Minnesota, you've seen similar issues. Um, obviously, that was kind of the epicenter after the murder of George Floyd, you know, there were right, there was rightly a lot of anger and a lot of frustration, but, um, you know, there was also no, um, order kept in the city of Minneapolis after his murder. And, you know, you had a, uh, police precinct burned down in the city. Um, and now what you see is major problems with recruitment, major problems with retention. Um, and the mayor in Minneapolis was actually just found guilty of being like derelict in his duty because um, he hasn't kept the minimum police force uh, required by the city's charter. Isaac Shore with the National Review talking about the effort on the part of the Democratic Party 
when it comes to combating crime. All right, that does it for us tonight. As we say each and every night, head up, shoulders back. May God bless you and your family and this terrific country of ours. We'll be back tomorrow with Thank Rod as Friday. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 4. Enjoy the rest of your evening. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.